Middle East on the brink, North Korea on the brink, Iran increasing its aggression, elections in Taiwan. Look, there's a lot of global instability as we ourselves plunge into primary season. How have you sheltered your savings and investments from potential major setbacks to the economy? You think it can happen here? It can happen here, but it's not too late to diversify an old IRA or 401k into gold. And Birch Gold Group can help you with that. Birch Gold is the only gold company I trust. As opposed to many other investments, Gold thrives in times of uncertainty. It is an important part of diversifying your savings. Now listen, here's how Birch Gold can help make it a part of yours. Birch Gold will help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into a tax-sheltered IRA in gold. And it doesn't cost you a penny out of pocket. You want to learn more? Just text SAVAGE to 989898 for a free info kit. S-A-V-A-G-E, text it to 989898 and you get a free info kit. It costs you nothing. Just text SAVAGE to 989898. With an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, countless five-star reviews, and thousands of happy customers, I encourage you to arm yourself with the knowledge of diversification through precious metals. Protect yourself. Text SAVAGE to 989898 and claim your free info kit. Protect your savings with gold. Do it now. Text SAVAGE to 989-898. Thank you very much. Birch Gold is the only gold company I trust. Text SAVAGE to 989-898. Warning, the Savage Nation contains adult language, adult content, psychological nudity. Listener discretion is advised. And now, the world's most exciting podcast, The Savage Nation, home of borders, language, culture, and here he is, New York Times best-selling author and National Radio Hall of Fame inductee, Michael Savage. Welcome to the free version of the Michael Savage podcast, and I'm going to keep it free for all of you. But there are many of you who would love to be able to listen to my show without any ads. I love ads, but many of you want to listen to the podcast free of ads. So we created something for you, a solution. We call it the Savage Premium. For less than the price of one flat, tasteless beer at your local bar, you can receive access to all of my podcasts going back years ad-free for just $3.99. That's at $3.99 a month. You'll get not only my ad-free podcast, but you will also occasionally receive access to material that is exclusive for members only, and I'm going to give you the list in a minute of what you've, what you've missed. You're going to get an occasional monologue from me, maybe a reading from one of my novels, sneak peeks of interviews before anyone else hears them, archive pieces dating back to 1994. Many things that come up, you're going to get exclusive access to Michael Savage material. Details can be seen on my website, michaelsavage.com, and if you want to join All you got to do is go to glow.fm and search Savage Premium. That's glow.fm and search Savage Premium. Now, you will always have access to my free weekly podcast. I want to be clear about that. That's my promise to you. But if you want less ads and more Savage, join the Savage Premium Club today and never miss a spoken word of mine. It's glow.fm slash Savage Premium. You can find it on michaelsavage.com. And here's some of the stuff that you have missed so far. Michael Savage reading from his best-selling novel, Countdown to Mecca. My words, my voice. Savage reads from one of his lost journals, Fiji, 1968. Savage's first drive-time show, Hour One. My interview with the Jewish gangster, very popular. I uh, read from my first written published article, Who Was at the Helm? 
from 1965. It's heard nowhere but on my premium site. I read passages from my novel, Abuse of Power. Uh, we replayed Fat Al's Tuna. My Savage Show from 324.94, the earliest show in the archive, 324.94. My interview with Donald Trump from 110.2011. 110.2011, while Mark Levin was mocking him and Sean Hannity was mocking him uh, and the others were mocking him, I was interviewing Trump. Much more. And remember, subscribers also get ad-free podcasts every week. The cost is less than a beer at a bar, and you get a better buzz with, with the Savage Premium. So go to, go to glow.fm slash Savage Premium for full access to ad-free podcasts and exclusive sound you'll not hear anywhere else. Thank you very much. Welcome to the Savage Nation podcast or the Michael Savage podcast. We have breaking news tonight. It's a fascinating story. And we're going to open with what's on everybody's mind right now, which is monkeypox, monkeypox, monkeypox. But before I get into what is monkeypox, there's some breaking news, and in my opinion, probably the most important story on Russia and Ukraine right now. And I want to tell you about it. Months ago, I kept saying to you, where are the statesmen of today? Where are the Henry Kissingers of today? The answer is there was no one. All we had were warmongers and fools and dolts on every side of the equation. The worst being the comedian in Ukraine trying to drag the whole world into a war against Russia. So just now, as we go to press, I have exciting news, and I hope it leads to something good. Henry Kissinger urged the West to stop trying to inflict a crushing defeat on Russian forces in Ukraine, telling the world that it would have disastrous consequences for the long-term stability of Europe. Are you listening to this? He told his gathering of world leaders in Davos that it would be fatal for the West to get swept up in the mood of the moment and forget the proper place of Russia in the European balance of power. He also said the war must not be allowed to drag on much longer. In fact, he came close, according to this article, on calling the West to bully Ukraine into accepting negotiations on terms that fall very far short of Ukraine's current war aims. He almost said that. Listen what he said. This is a game changer. He said, negotiations need to begin in the next two months before it creates upheavals and tensions that will not be easily overcome. Ideally, the dividing line should be a return to the status quo ante. Pursuing the war beyond that point would not be about the freedom of Ukraine, but a new war against Russia itself, Kissinger added. He told the World Economic Forum that Russia had been an essential part of Europe for 400 years and had been the guarantor of the European balance of power structure at critical times. He warned European leaders they should not lose sight of the longer term relationship and nor should they risk pushing Russia into a permanent alliance with China. Kissinger said this. I hope the Ukrainians will match the heroism they have shown with wisdom. That's that's a great line adding with this famous sense of realpolitik that the proper role for the country is to be a neutral buffer state, that's Ukraine, rather than becoming the frontier of Europe. This is so brilliant, it's hard to believe. These comments came amid growing signs that the Western coalition against Putin is fraying badly. As the food and energy crisis deepens and that sanctions may have reached their limits. Are you listening to this? The coalition against Russia is fraying. It's falling apart. 
And right now, a statesman has appeared to say that we better slow this down. There's a lot more to this article. Just pay close attention to what you hear in this podcast today about two things, monkeypox and the pox of war. And thank God that Kissinger stepped up and tried to stop this madness before it is too late. Monkeypox and the pox of war. So the headlines are screaming different things. UN denounces homophobic and racist monkeypox coverage. That's one story. Another one says outbreak of monkeypox linked to massive festival for the gay fetish community. So here we go again. WHO issues forecast on monkeypox transmission. Wow. What is monkeypox? How can you catch it? What happens if you get it? How do you avoid it? Does this mean, as the Drudge Report is screaming, monkeypox spotted in Florida, spreading through sex? Belgium forces quarantines, isolate for 21 days. Who warns against mass gatherings? Next vax push. Conspiracy theories swirl in China. Is this the end of sex? Wow. Well, welcome to the Michael Savage podcast. We have a power-packed show for you today, not only about monkeypox, everything you never wanted to know about it, but you better know about it real fast uh, before the government forces another vaccine down your throat, so to speak. We'll also talk about the pox of war and what's going on in Ukraine with Russia. I can tell you that right now, you're not getting the truth. And again, you always have to do the caveat because people always call you an apologist for Putin if you try to tell them the truth. Here's what's going on. Ukraine just lost the battle in that steel plant. There are 2,500 prisoners that were taken. These are the most hardcore members of the Ukrainian military, the Azov Battalion. These are the people who Putin calls Nazis. Well, they lost the battle. There are many, many of them are captive now of Russia. And instead of seeking peace, as any other leader would do, Zelensky is screaming for more war. Now, I must tell you, we're going to look at this in more detail because because even our defense secretary spoke with his counterparts in Ukraine and said, now is the time to work out a settlement with Russia. You've got to bring this to an end. And Zelensky defied him because, well, you would say because he's George Washington. I would say because he's a greedy piece of garbage. I would say it's because of the scum that are sucking $40 billion out of our taxpayers' hides, and they don't want to let go of the uh, gravy train. But then again, it's only one man's opinion. This is the savage nation, monkeypox spotted in Florida, the pox of monkeypox, and the pox of war right here on the Michael Savage podcast. Now, let's go back to monkeypox spotted in Florida. South Florida health officials investigating presumptive case of monkeypox virus. Where? From Broward County conducting singular case related to an international travel, international travel. And the person is isolated, blah, 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 blah. Number of years ago, I know a man who wrote a book or tried to write a book called Immigrants and Epidemics. And he had had six best-selling books by that time. And every publisher in New York, and we're talking about, oh, 35 years ago. This is before cancel uh, behavior was in play. They said to him, it's a great topic, but we can't publish immigrants and epidemics because it would offend the immigrant community. His name was Michael Savage. 
And I will tell you again, here's another case of immigrants and epidemics because monkeypox did not originate in the United States of America. No, 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 no. You'll find out where it originates. Uh, there are two types or strains of monkeypox virus, the Central African, ooh, ooh, and West African strains, ooh, ooh, oh, oh, African, oh, my God, isn't that racist? No, it's called medical science. Central African monkeypox virus causes more severe infections and is more likely to cause death than West African monkeypox virus. Isn't that nice? Now, the symptoms are similar to but milder than smallpox. Early signs of monkeypox, flu-like symptoms. Sound familiar? Fever, chills, headache, muscle aches, fatigue, swollen lymph nodes. Sounds like a, a cold or flu. After one to three days, a rash with raised bumps develops. That's like many other diseases. The rash often starts on your face and then spreads to other parts of your body. How nice. Including the palms of your hands and soles of your feet. Wow. The rash of monkeypox starts as flat red bumps. The bumps turn into blisters, which fill with pus. After several days, the blisters cross over and fall off. Well, how do you catch monkeypox? Aha, boys and girls. Now there's the thing we can't talk about. We're not allowed to talk about it because we'll be called names. We can't tell you how you catch it. Or can we? Well, to begin with, it was probably a zoonotic disease. And it's spread when you come into contact with an animal or a person infected with the virus. Now, animal-to-person transmission is known as a zoonotic uh, a disease. It occurs through broken skin, like bites, scratches, or through direct contact with an infected animal's blood, bodily fluids, or pox lesions. That's disgusting. Does that mean that originally some humans had sex with a monkey? And got it? Oh, it could mean that the monkey went berserk and scratched him. Could mean the monkey spit in the guy's face. It could mean he did something with the monkey that you don't want to know about. But then what happens is person to person spread. Transmission occurs when you come in contact with the virus particles from another person. How do you get that? When an infected person coughs or sneezes, the virus can be spread through airborne droplets. Sound familiar? Now, it requires prolonged face-to-face -face contact. Uh-oh. But you can then breathe in these tiny droplets from someone else or get them in your eyes or nose. Or you can get it directly by touching the lesions of an infected person. You can get monkeypox by coming into direct or indirect contact with materials contaminated with the virus. Ugh, that's disgusting. I'll tell you more about that in a minute. These materials can include clothing, bedding, or other linens used by an infected person or animal. Can you cure monkeypox? Well, according to medical science, there's no proven safe treatment available for monkeypox. Uh, you can use antiviral drugs, it is said, but there haven't been studies of treatment yet. Uh, oh, most people get better on their own without treatment. But monkeypox, while it's like smallpox, is milder, but it can still kill you. It causes death in up to 10% of cases. That's for now. That's not for tomorrow. So what else do we know about monkeypox? Well, for one, avoid monkeys. Two, avoid these countries in Africa. Three, avoid people from these countries in Africa who are infected. Isn't that common sense? Or is that racist and homophobic? Because now I'm going to get into the next story that could be called homophobic and racist, according to the UN. It is, in fact. 
The United Nations AIDS Agency on Monday announced some reporting on the monkeypox virus as racist and homophobic, warning irresponsible language was undermining the response to the outbreak as it gathers pace across the globe like it has feet or wings. UNAIDS, that's the AIDS lobby inside the UN, you know how reliable the UN is, said, quote, a significant portion, unquote, of recent monkeypox cases have been identified among gay, bisexual, or other men who have sex with men, unquote, leading to some portrayals of Africans and LGBTI people gravely, quote, reinforce homophobic and racist stereotypes and exacerbate stigma. I don't know how. The UNAID's Deputy Executive Director Matthew Kavanaugh advised such talk should cease forthwith. He said stigma and blame undermine trust and capacity to respond effectively during outbreaks like this one. Zekeil! So they don't want you to stigmatize anyone who has it. And you shouldn't uh, stoke fear and drive people away from health services. And you shouldn't impede efforts to identify cases and encourage ineffective punitive measures. I don't know how any of that works, by the way. The WHO on Saturday this weekend added its voice to the growing chorus, warning about the rise in infections, saying it expects more cases to emerge after only a few were detected in the U.S. and Europe. Genome sequence from a swab sample from a confirmed case in Portugal indicated a close match to the monkeypox virus causing the current outbreak to exported cases from, roll the drums, Nigeria, that's in Africa, boys and girls, to the United Kingdom, that used to be known as England, to Israel, used to be known as the Holy Land, and Singapore, where they're no longer singing. So what more do we know about it? Well, I think you know enough to avoid anyone who has it and to avoid monkeys for now. But let's look at the outbreak of monkeypox linked to massive festival for the gay fetish community. Uh Uh-oh. Now, I didn't write that. And I don't want to be called a homophobe because I'm not. I'm actually a sexual libertarian. Whatever gives you your jollies, do it. Just leave me out of it and leave the children out of it. That's been my motto for a very long time. And if you want to engage in a gay fetish activity and risk dying from monkeypox or something else, that's your right. I don't have any right to tell you anything. So let's read the story that I didn't write. Three confirmed cases of monkeypox have been linked to a homosexual fetish festival in Belgium, health authorities said Friday. The Darklands Festival in Antwerp has been linked to all three confirmed cases of the disease in Belgium, following four days of partying that began on May 5, according to AFP. The festival's organizers said on their website that the Belgian government had asked them to inform attendees, well, you get the picture, or would you rather hear some more? Because I can give you some more in a moment right here. On the one and only Michael Savage Podcast. Michael Savage, a host like no other. They haven't told me the level of exposure yet, but it is something that everybody should be concerned about. We're working on it hard to figure out what we do and what... uh, vaccine if any may be available for it but it is a concern in the sense that if it were to spread it's consequential hello welcome back to the michael savage podcast we continue with this article from the daily caller outbreak of monkeypox linked to massive festival for the gay fetish community it's very hard to find this article i think it's been uh, altered or dropped or something and so in the last uh, uh piece of this podcast 
we reported that all three confirmed cases of monkeypox in Belgium were related to the Darklands Festival in Antwerp. Following four days of partying, partying, you can just imagine what that means. It's not what your mother's party was or your sister's sweet 16 when you hear party or partying. Belgian government had asked uh, the organizers of the festival to inform attendees of this uh, sadomasochistic orgy that the outbreak was likely caused by a festival goer bringing the sickness from abroad. Immigrants and epidemics, anyone? Now people are starting to post things like cases of the rare tropical disease of monkeypox, which usually spreads through close contact, have been linked to sexual contact and LGBT networks, including a gay fetish event in Belgium. Well, okay. The organizer said there's reason to assume the virus has been brought in by visitors from abroad to the festival after recent cases in other countries. Darklands is a self-described gathering, quote, and I'm going to quote now, where the various tribes in the gay fetish community, that's a tribe now, leather tribe, rubber tribe, army tribe, skinhead tribe, puppy tribe, come together to create a unique spectacle of fetish brotherhood, unquote. Really? That's a brotherhood now? The World Health Organization investing whether some monkeypox outbreaks are spreading within the gay community, according to the AFP. The United Kingdom's health authority, whatever that means, has warned gay men to be on particular, quote, alert, as cases there have disproportionately been found in that demographic. You know, I resent that word disproportionately, like somebody is giving it to them. What do you mean by disproportionately been found? Why don't you say it like it is? Because I can't. So do it yourself. Serious symptoms, aches, fever, exhaustion. Rash, which we get on the face and spread to the genitals. Disease does not usually spread easily between humans. We can be transmitted through close contact with affected personal linens that have been touched, according to the outlet. So you got the picture, do you? Well, what else is there about this story that you need to know? It's going to be very hard to find any connection, by the way, if you search Google right now on, I'm going to do it with you, monkey, pox, and uh, gays. Let's see what comes up. Let's see what, what the... the Monkeypox UNAID is concerned about stigmatizing language. NBC News, monkeypox likely spread by sex at two raves in Europe, expert says. PBS NewsHour, monkeypox outbreak likely spread by sex at two raves in Europe. Um, Guardian, UN denounces homophobic and racist reporting on monkeypox spread. Well, either it's being spread rapidly in the gay community or it isn't. So what are you saying? It's homophobic to tell people to watch out and take care of themselves. Monkeypox. Here's a, three hours ago. Spanish owner. Monkeypox outbreak linked to gay sauna and festival. Okay. That's from a gay communication. They're not hiding it. Monkeypox outbreak linked to gay sauna and festival. At least they're reporting what happened. Okay. Spanish health authorities believe that a string of new monkeypox cases is linked to a gay sauna near Madrid in a pride event in the Canary Islands that drew tens of thousands of people. 23 new cases on Friday, May Madrid Regional Health Chief Enrique Ruiz Escudero told reporters that health officials have been tracing the cases from an outbreak at the now-closed sauna, Reuters reports. Okay, Escudero said public health department will carry out an even more detailed analysis to control contagion, cut the chains of transmission, and try to mitigate the transmission of this virus as much as possible. Well, I agree with him. 
He told the AP that another link may be a pride event in the Canary Islands that saw around 80,000 people in attendance. The Newswire reported on Monday, brought in by visitors from abroad to the festival. Abroad. That sounds classy, doesn't it? It came from abroad. While many of the recent cases of monkeypox are among men who have sex with men, Dr. Agam Rao, a medical officer, CDC, Division of Hangang Pat, told me that monkeypox isn't considered a sexually transmitted disease. Oh, okay. It's probably premature and potentially even harmful to assume that there are only cases within that community, she said. Another, another genius. There's going to need studies. Yeah, studies, my eye. Okay. In other words, don't tell people the truth because you're liable to offend somebody. The former head of WHO, who's not afraid to speak out, said, quote, we know monkeypox can spread when there is close contact with the lesions of someone who was infected. And it looks like sexual contact has now amplified that transmission, unquote. The illness is endemic in animals in Central and Western Africa. I don't want to even go there. Last Wednesday, Massachusetts confirmed the first confirmed case of monkeypox in the U.S. this year. Imagine from the pilgrims to monkeypox in only a few hundred years. Single case virus infection, adult male, recent travel to Canada. What does that mean, Canada, anymore? What do you mean, Canada? Where do you go in Canada? So we don't know. Mostly initial cases being detected through sexual health are among men who have sex with men. Thirdly, because of the geographically dispersed nature of the case across Europe and beyond, this suggests the transmission may have been gone and going for some time. Clue added that the WHO was troubled over the summer season's festivals and parties. I'm concerned that transmission could accelerate as the cases currently being detected are among those engaging in sexual activity. And the symptoms are unfamiliar to many, Klug said. Here we go, confirming what I told you. Monkeypox is a zoonotic orthopox virus that appears similar to smallpox, although significantly less deadly. Most outbreaks in Europe elsewhere in the West are related to the exotic pet trade and internet pet trade, excuse me. Initial symptoms of the monkeypox virus include fever, headache. We covered all of this. Rash may spread a number of lesions, can range from just a few to a All right, so we get more truth out of the gay magazine, The Advocate, than we can get out of uh, mainstream media because they're afraid that they'll be boycotted for saying anything truthful about it. NBC News, monkeypox likely spread by sex at two raves in Europe. Okay, but they won't say what kind of raves. Oh, it says among gay and bisexual. You have to read down. Uh, this one, monkeypox is not a gay disease. There we go. Monkeypox, gay and bisexual and affected by, but who, blah, blah, blah. Not a gay disease, but it's spread amongst gays. See, so you're not you're getting a little of the truth, but not the whole truth. So you draw your own conclusion what's going on here, because gay men themselves know where it's coming from, and they're going to avoid raves and things like that. And the fact of the matter is, you're now going to hear the government telling you you need a vaccine. When I will warn you right now that. The only vaccine known as Imvamune or Imvanex has been licensed in the U.S. to prevent monkeypox and smallpox. But because monkeypox virus is closely related to the virus that causes smallpox, they're going to try and peddle a smallpox vaccine onto the general population. I'd rather go to jail and let them put that poison into my blood. That's all I'm going to tell you right now. You better get ready for another CDC lie, another CDC lockdown, and again, not tell you the whole truth and nothing but the truth. Be aware of the fact that they will not tell you that this virus is highly restricted to certain contacts and behavior. 
and will likely not spread through the general population if you control those who are ill with quarantine, which is what is being done in states and areas that understand what should have been done right from the beginning. That's all I'm going to say right now. I'll be right back. This is Michael Savage. Very, very crazy story. Monkeypox and the pox of war right here on the Michael Savage Poxcast. The Michael Savage Poxcast. The Savage Nation. It's Savage On Demand. Welcome back to the Michael Savage Podcast. Now we touch on a very sensitive topic about monkeypox, which is the issue of quarantine. It's particularly sensitive for me because back in the 80s, I called for quarantine when the AIDS epidemic just began and I was called homophobic. Every name under the sun, lost all of my liberal friends, and of course, what should have been done is what is being done right now in Belgium. You heard me right. Belgium becomes first country to introduce compulsory monkeypox quarantine. Anyone testing positive must isolate for 21 days as 14 countries now confirm outbreaks and doctors warn of significant rise in UK cases. Dr. Claire Doosnap, president of the British Association for Sexual Health and HIV, um, blah, blah, blah. It comes as British child and critical condition is among UK's 20 recorded cases. Hmm. Belgium has become the first country to introduce a compulsory. Oh, really? You mean it's not you mean you you don't do it on your own? A compulsory 21 day monkeypox quarantine. Those who contract the virus will now have to self isolate for three weeks. Belgian health authorities have said after three cases were recorded in the country all linked to a festival in the port city of Antwerp. Festival makes it sound like wholesome family festival, grandmothers, children blowing bubbles. No, it wasn't a festival. It was a fetish festival of sickos, as far as I'm concerned. There's a, 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 a sicko community, you see, that do things that you don't even want to know about, and they're spreading this disease amongst themselves. But now it's spreading to children. Dr. Claire Doosnap said that the outbreak could have a massive impact on access to sexual health services in Britain. She also warned the, oh, Susan Hopkins, another genius, a chief medical advisor to the UK Health Security Agency. In other words, where do they get all of these sex maniacs who become doctors? Also warned that monkeypox is spreading through community transmission in the UK. What's community transmission mean? Can you spell it out? What do you mean by community transmission? Well, now it's in uh, uh, British children. Uh, uh, London Hospital, uh, further 100 infections recorded in Europe. So it's spreading like wildfire, in other words. It could be really significant numbers over the next two or three weeks, she said. More cases, she said. And as again, I said it looks very much like smallpox. It's a rare viral infection, which people usually pick up. Let me pick it up at a 7-Eleven. In the tropical areas of West... I'll have one order of monkeypox, please. What do you mean pick up in the central areas of West and Central Africa? Can be transmitted by very close contact with an infected person. You get the picture. First found in monkeys. Transmitted from person to person through close physical contact, as well as sexual intercourse. I pray not with monkeys. Or eating inadequately cooked monkey meat. 
Oh, very similar to the beginning of AIDS way back when. Now, monkeypox was first discovered in 1958 with the first reported human case in the Republic of Congo in 1970. First cases in the U.S. in 03, U.K., September 2018, can enter the body through broken skin, respiratory tract, eyes, nose, or mouth, pass the humans via droplets in the air by touching the skin of infected individual, touching objects contaminated by them, or by eating uh, inadequately cooked monkey meat. I don't know the monkey meat's big here in America, uh, but be careful of monkey meat. You get the picture. This is no joke. The community transmission is largely centered in urban areas, and we are predominantly seeing it in individuals who self-identify as gay or bisexual or other men who have sex with men, unquote. Asked why it is being found in that demographic, she said, that's because of the frequent close contacts they may have. That's without going any further as to what she's trying to say. We would recommend to anyone who's having changes in sex partners regularly or having close contact with individuals. In other words, if you're having group sex or in an orgy, you're at higher risk. I have to translate for you. Uh, That's as simple as that. So that's what's going on. And uh, in Belgium now, they're confirming that they're compulsory quarantining people. Compulsory monkeypox quarantine. Anyone testing positive must isolate for 21 days. Hush, hush, my darling. Don't let that get out in San Francisco because you're liable to be canceled. I'm Michael Savage, who's been canceled for over 40 years. I was canceled at birth, but thank God I'm still here. I'll be right back. The Savage Nation. It's savage, uncut, unfiltered, and raw. Well, I'm back, and as we go to press, we just got a shocking story that the United States is sending boots on the ground to Ukraine. You heard me right. Pentagon working on plans to send troops to protect U.S. Embassy in Kiev. That's the headline. And according to the liar, Mark Milley, the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, said, he said, talks are undergoing at a relatively low level. Now, what does that mean, at relatively low level? What does that mean? We're sending U.S. special forces into Ukraine to guard the recently reopened American embassy. If this is not a provocation of war with Russia, I'd like to know what is. Wall Street Journal reported that officials are mulling plans to send special forces to Kiev to guard the U.S. embassy, and it was confirmed today. He said, Mr. Milley, that's the fat guy. Some of the things that may have been out there in the media, those are planning efforts that are underway at a relatively, at a relatively low level, said General Miley. Uh, today, referring to the journal's report. He goes on to say, such plans have not yet made it to the defense secretary or myself, for that matter, for refinement of courses of action and what's needed. More double talk again from the government media complex. Miley added or Milley added that any reintroduction of U.S. forces into Ukraine would require a presidential decision. That should be easy with a senile president. They'll just put a teleprompter in front of him and give him some Kool-Aid. Millie or Miley, I don't know how to pronounce his name, said we're a ways away from anything like that. We're still developing courses of action, and none of that has been presented yet to the secretary. Another genius. The Biden administration last week reopened the U.S. embassy in Kiev after closing it ahead of Russia's invasion of February 24th. So in other words, they reopened the embassy and now they're sending troops to protect the embassy. This is their way of saying they're not sending troops to Ukraine while they're sending troops to Ukraine. Would you expect anything less from a criminal lying administration? I wouldn't. 
Now let's look at the other stories about the pox of war right here on the Michael Savage podcast. And it's a real pox, mainly upon the Ukrainian people because of the government that they have, incidentally, and of course, Putin and Russia. Now, we know Putin and Russia. We've seen how they have been vilified 100% by the American and European media. You decide yourself, if you study the history of the area, what is exactly going on, because there's a lot of nuance to the situation. The Ukrainian people, no doubt, are the biggest sufferers here. Zelensky, in my opinion, is the worst thing that's ever happened to the Ukrainian people. Now, mark my words. Right now, this is a very unpopular opinion. I predict that in time, he will be blamed for the destruction of his own country. Rightly or wrongly, he will take the blame, and there will be a wave of anti-Semitism in Ukraine, Russia, and Europe that you've never seen before. It's going to be a nightmare what happens as a result of him. Every other minute I hear about Jew and Jewish and Jewish and this, he's about as religious as my foot. I don't like people who use their religion as a weapon, who are not themselves religious on a regular basis. I don't like people who hide behind their religion. And Zelensky strikes me as a 14, uh, 22 carat phony from top to bottom. So now Zelensky, listen to this. Recently, over the weekend, the Azov Battalion gave up their fight inside the uh, steel plant. And uh, it was a terrible battle. A lot of men lost on both sides. And something like 2,500 of the Ukrainian fighters gave up finally because they were starving to death in there. First, the civilians were let out finally, the women and children who had been begging to be released. And the uh, Azar Battalion wouldn't release them for weeks. They were using them as hostages. You didn't read that anywhere, but I'm telling you what happened. Finally, the women and children were let out by the Russians, and they were not killed. Then the fighters themselves would not give up, and then they finally gave up because they were starving to death. And about 1,500, 2,500, I don't know the exact number, were taken prisoner by the Russians. Now, this completes a land corridor that the Russians have wanted for a long time to uh, block the Ukrainians from access to the seaports uh, at the base of this particular piece of land. Now, what should happen now is a sane country would sue for peace and get the best possible terms they could get before there's any more killing and destruction of their nation. Our defense secretary actually, according to reports, Ask the Ukrainians to work out a settlement right now. This was over the weekend, and they were rejected by the Ukrainians because, hey, if $40 billion is going to flow your way for a war and the war comes to an end, why, the stupid Americans are liable to say we're not going to give you the $40 billion in weapons, which you can sell on the world market or use any way you want, right? So they, they want the war to go on. Zelensky is a man of narcissism that I've never seen in modern times. So now he has a conversation with the suspicious Klaus Schwab, who's the head of the World Economic Forum. Now, many of you on the right know who Klaus Schwab is. Klaus Schwab is a dictator who's trying to restructure the entire world in his own vision. He's a monster. Ukraine's president Zelensky compared his country to Israel in conversation with World Economic Forum boss Klaus Schwab during a video appearance at the Davos Summit in Switzerland. The same Zelensky who appears everywhere, like a Woody Allen movie, Zelig, Academy Awards, Golden Globes, wherever there's an event, there he is in an undershirt. 
Now, if a man is fighting for the life of his nation, where is he actually in this fresh undershirt every day with a perfect shave around his scraggly beard? Where is he actually located? Addressing a crowd of a thousand business and political leaders, according to Schwab, really thousand business and political leaders, the Ukrainian leader, the comedian, told the Davos organizer that whatever happens in the present conflict with a neighbor like this, namely Russia, quote, anything can happen anytime in the war may repeat itself, meaning everyone else threatened but him. He's liable to drag the world into World War III. So now he's telling everybody that he is like Israel. He's a new, a new Israel now. He's King David. He says, Ukraine is a bit bigger than Israel, and the task of defending our land is more complex. His task was to create the most up-to-date defense system, blah, blah, blah. In other words, more money uh, needs to go to him and his cronies. Israeli officials blast Zelensky for invoking Holocaust in Knesset speech. That was a while ago, where, again, everything to him is about the Holocaust. Again, Zelensky raised the stakes and tried to provoke more war by calling for increased sanctions on Russia. Again, he's dictating to the world what they should do to Russia, which is only going to make things even worse. This is what the sanctions should be. There should be maximum so that Russia and every other potential aggressor who wants to wage a brutal war against its neighbor would clearly know the immediate consequences for their actions. And I believe there's still no such sanctions against Russia. And there should be. There should be Russian oil embargo. All the Russian banks should be blocked. No exceptions. There should be an abandonment of the Russian IT sector. There should not be any trade with Russia. This should be a precedent for sanctions pressure that will work convincingly for the decades to come and would support the peace. It is necessary to set a precedent for the complete withdrawal of all foreign businesses from Russian market so that your brands would not be associated with war crimes, so that your offices, bills and goods were not used by the war criminals in their bloody interests. I want you to understand that there's history involved here. When we impose sanctions on Japan, before World War II, they attacked Pearl Harbor, by the way. Hmm. How do you like that? At Davos, Zelensky emphasized the damage the war had done to the Ukrainian economy, stressing that the task of rebuilding would be enormous. Oh, so the $40 billion is only a down payment for Zelensky and his theater company. Oh. He said we have more than half a trillion of dollars in losses. Tens of thousands of facilities were destroyed. We need to rebuild entire cities and industries, said Zelensky. Hmm. Really? And who should pay for it, Zelensky? Us? Of course. Why not? The Americans, the British, the French, they have no government. They're victims. I have told you before that this creature called Zelensky is a puppet of the United States in a proxy war to destroy Russia. The fact of the matter is the USA, EU, NATO conglomerate is not doing too well. The sanctions have boomerang and it's the economies of our nations that are suffering as well. Are you listening to me? The money the Democrats are going to siphon off from that $40 billion is unimaginable. 
the criminal cartel called the U.S. Congress refused to hear the few Republican senators who wanted oversight. This is what's going on. There's a lot more to the pox of war that will come out in time. We'll talk about the bio labs that are illegal on the borders of Russia. We'll talk about the Russian troops gathering on the border to launch a new invasion. You'll see what's going to happen. You'll see what's coming. We are at war whether we want to be or not. And the fact of the matter is we've been dragged into something that we didn't want to be dragged into after being forced to run out of Afghanistan. It's a proxy war to destroy Russia from the psychotics in our government who are still fighting the neocons war so many decades later. I'm Michael Savage, and I'll be right back to talk more about the pox of war right here on the Michael Savage podcast. Don't you dare go away. Home of borders, language, culture, the Savage Nation. You know, the more things change, the more they stay the same. For example, the reaction to this monkeypox outbreak is the same way the so-called officials and experts reacted to COVID back in 2019 and 2020. And strangely, uh, well, not so strangely as government, the same way they reacted to the outbreak of EVD-68, known as the Honduran flu, when Obama flooded America with infected children, bringing them in by railroad cars filled with them. This piece that I'm about to add here from December 2021 that I did explains the situation perfectly on how we're told we cannot talk about where these diseases originate from or how they're spread without being called names like racist or homophobic, okay? Bigots, homophobe, racist. We're supposed to keep our mouths shut. This medical cancellation culture dates back all the way to the AIDS epidemic in the 1980s under, you guessed it, none other than Dr. Fauci, where I was eliminated by many people in San Francisco for saying things about the origins of AIDS. This is Michael Savage. Don't say I didn't warn you. There's a famous French saying, you probably heard it along the way, called the more things change, the more they remain the same. Then there's no better example than the COVID pandemic we've all been living with for two years. And how does it change? Well, almost constantly. They all change constantly. They keep adapting. But the basic facts of viral transmission remain the same. China sent the world a holiday gift of COVID back in December of 2019 by permitting international flights out of Wuhan while they curtailed their own domestic air and rail travel because they knew they had a virus on their hands, an epidemic. And so the virus made its way to Italy, to New York City, London, Los Angeles, and Moscow. Now even the tiny Pacific Islands have cases. That's how viruses work. By the way, Governor Cuomo, since disgraced, had the nerve to say the virus never came from China. It came from Italy. Remember that? That's another thing that bastard said. But let's not lose the picture here. As a scientist myself trained in epidemiology as part of my PhD work, I've watched the same story unfold time after time after time. Anyone listening to this remember the quote, German measles? Yeah, that's what children caught when I was a child. It was okay in those days to name the country of origin, called the German measles. Now it's racist to mention the country of origin because of the vermin running everything. 30 odd years ago, I tried to publish a book entitled Immigrants and Epidemics, but this idea got canceled because it might hurt somebody's feelings. In the 1980s, I watched my beautiful city of San Francisco being ravaged by a disease that came from Africa. 
It was called AIDS. Dimwitted public policymakers, you may have heard of one of them, Tony Fauci, and he's still around, by the way, which is unheard of. He pushed expensive and dangerous drugs like AZT in preference to cheap and effective public health measures. Simple public health measures such as quarantines and border closures are very effective for controlling the spread of diseases. I was the first in the media to recommend curtailing flights from China in January of 2020. And I told that to President Trump when he called me. Trump listened, but was castigated as xenophobic for doing so by Nancy Pelosi and the other bigoted xenophobes themselves. Meanwhile, the politicians at the CDC did nothing. And Tony Fauci, the drug peddler, was rubbing his hands together in anticipation of huge drug profits for his favorite company startup, Moderna. Did you know that? How about this one? Have you heard about this one? During Barry Obama's reign of terror and reign of error, he allowed thousands of Honduran immigrants to enter without any kind of health screening. And they brought in Zika-infected mosquitoes, some of them carrying enterovirus D68, a really terrible virus with a cruel twist that causes paralysis, especially for little children. It mimics polio and can be debilitating or even fatal. It was swept under the rug by the vermin in the media. The CDC gave it a name acute flaccid myelitis but may believe they didn't know where it came from they said unclear and unproven but we all know it was connected to the evd 68 carried into the u.s by hondurans it should have been called the honduran paralysis how do i know this is true the connection between this virus was proven in a 2015 research study you're going to hear more about on this podcast for eons of time humans on the move have brought killer diseases to new populations that proceeded to die in droves because they don't have any immunity. It happened in North America. It happened in the Pacific Islands. Europeans immune to smallpox brought it to indigenous people, not from racism, but from simple ignorance. Well, we're not ignorant anymore. And as I said at the beginning, the more things change, the more they remain the same. But even the most globalist of the globalists have now shut down international travel in response to the new Omicron COVID variant. It's too late, of course. But have they learned a valuable lesson about borders, language, and culture? Time will tell. I'm Michael Savage. Remember where you learned all of this from. Let's start today with a look back to October 2018. In this segment, I talk about people with a rare polio-like illness, acute flaccid myelitis. And the CDC was not talking about causation. They would not talk about where it came from. All they said was wash your hands with soap and water. They wouldn't give us information on where it came from. Wash their hands is the best they can do. In this segment, I'm going to talk about people in at least 22 states have come down with a rare polio-like illness, another neurological disease called acute flaccid myelitis, AFM, mostly in children. Now, the CDC is not reporting on any causation whatsoever. They tell you to wash your hands with soap and water. Gee, that's brilliant. That's really brilliant. You know, the one thing I wanted to do, which I don't want to do anymore before Trump became president, was I wanted to run the CDC. I would have cleaned that place out like a clocksmith cleans out a clock that isn't running right. I would have gotten rid of all the dead weight, stealing all of the money for bad science and corrupt science and political science. Why are we not seeing any relationship between where this polio-like illness AFM is coming from? What do you mean they don't know? Wash your hands with soap and water? That's the best thing our best scientists can give us? Well, let's ask ourselves some questions. A couple of years back, your good friend Barack Obama flooded America with Honduran refugees. Remember he was bringing them in by the trainload through Mexico? Trainloads of young women and babies and infants who will never work in this country. 
Never. Permanent wards of the state. Now, before that, there had been no Zika in America. Remember that little disease called Zika? But you see, it was endemic in Honduras. Zika was endemic in Honduras. And Obama, by flooding America with millions, I maybe millions, I don't know how many, hundreds of thousands of immigrants, he brought in Zika virus, and nothing ever was said about it by the vermin in the media. Well, now we have AFM, a polio-like illness, who are destroying children in 22 states. And again, the dummies in the media who are uh, science illiterates, gee, I don't know. The, the CDC tells us there's no known cause. Wash your hands with soap and water. You hear? So let's look into this. By the way, welcome, free thinkers, wherever you are. We are a dying breed in an age of thought control. That's right. Free thinkers are a dying breed in thought control. So the headline is Trump threatens to cut USA to Honduras over immigrants, right? Trump threatens to cut U.S. aid to Honduras over immigrants. Now, I was asked this morning, what would you do to stop the flood of Hondurans that are asking to cross from Mexico into America and, again, suck the nation dry? Well, here's an answer to that question. Didn't we just cut a deal with Mexico called NAFTA? Wasn't it highly touted by the Trump administration as a great cure-all for all of our problems with Mexico? Yeah, we're told, oh, this is going to be great. It's going to be wonderful for America. Well, since Mexico is now our partner in everything, and everyone's happy, we have to say to Mexico, okay, you've got to stop them in Mexico, because they have to transit through your nation, and we will provide the funding to build housing and detention facilities for all the Hondurans in Mexico, but they're not coming into America. They are not crossing our border, and you're going to stop them with the Mexican military, and you're going to give them the detention that they need and the care that they need, but we're not taking them. Now, tell me what's wrong with that idea. Nothing's wrong with the idea, but I'm not in power. I'm only a talk show host. I should say, what do I know? I know everything. I know everything about a lot of things and nothing about some things. Let me tell you that right now. And so the fact of the matter is, that's a logical conclusion, isn't it? I said it's a logical way to stop the flood of Hondurans who are coming in, who are amassing to cross our border and suck our welfare system dry and destroy our hospitals again. Again, take everything from the American people, the schmucks who take everything. We may as well be invaded by a foreign army. So you look at the Hondurans, there's an awful lot of young men of military age on, the, on that mile of the, of the caravan. Caravan, were they coming in by camel? Although they're calling it a caravan. No, you stop them in Mexico. The Mexicans stop them in Mexico. We provide Mexico with the money to build sane, logical, humane housing for them of a very primitive order. We're not giving them a, a three-level, a three-bedroom, two-bath color television house, basic barracks like your soldiers live in. And they'll get much better care than they do in Honduras. And then when they're better, send them home. That's simple. The world has to understand that no first-rate nation can take in all of the world's poor. It's impossible. Now, that's what the communists would like you to believe, that we should all share everything. I would say start with Bernie Sanders' million dollars last year. Let him give it away, then I'll believe a word he says. The day Bernie Sanders gives away the money he's making on his communism is the day I'll believe a word any of them say. But again, okay, so what's this rare polio-like illness? Where is it coming from, AFM? You have to dig very hard to get any answers on this at all because it's very serious. It can lead to paralysis and death in children. On October 4th, health officials in Minnesota announced that six children contracted AFM, acute flaccid myelitis, which is polio-like. Now, the CDC has been investigating this increase in AFM, which began in 2014, but they don't know why it's happening. 
Therefore, I'd fire the head of the CDC. I'd fire him yesterday. What do you mean he doesn't know? What kind of scientist doesn't know? What are you being paid for? If you don't know, get out of there. What, you like to go to vacations in Thailand and study the sexual habits of horses? So every, every article says the causes of AFM are still unclear. It's unclear. We don't know anything. But it's thought that AFM may be a communicable disease. Really? Well, there's one link. Oh, it may be a communicable disease. And certain viruses, including polio, enteroviruses, adenoviruses, West Nile virus, may even cause AFM. Where'd the West Nile virus come from? It says West Nile. It doesn't say New York virus, does it? I mean, the West Nile virus, where did it come from? Oh, well, you can pretty much see where I'm going with this, right? Well, you understand what I'd, what I'd like to see, which is close the borders, do health screening like was done when your grandfather or grandmother came here or great-grandfather, when anyone with an illness was quarantined to prevent them from spreading it into the healthy population. Well, those are antiquated ideas. You can quarantine anyone, no matter what disease they have. That would go against the... Uh, the sensibilities of the American left. And so the healthy population is at increased risk of diseases like this from these third world countries, in plain English. Common sense would dictate you don't let a diseased person in your country. And common sense, if you have a house or an apartment, would you let someone with a, a communicable disease in your apartment unless you're a moron in San Francisco? In San Francisco, they'd probably sleep with the person with a communicable disease to show what a good leftist they were. They'd embrace them and, and, and kiss them on the lips to show what good good people they are. That's how sick they are. But if you have a sane nation, you say, no, I don't want to get sick. So what I'm saying to you is there's a relationship between some immigrants from some countries and some diseases. And if you're afraid to say it, then you're now living in the Soviet Union. Remember I told you I ran into a woman last week and just walking around them all, said she's from Hungary. It was shocking when she said this to me. She said, I come from the ex-Soviet Union, and she said, people are more afraid to express themselves politically in America than they were in my country under the Soviet, uh, under Soviet rule. I was stunned by it. You're more afraid to express yourself at home or at work than the Soviets were under, under, under Stalin. And I put that on the radio two weeks ago, and I woke up, and there was an article just the other day exactly on that subject that people in America are terrified to express themselves because of the insane communist left. They're afraid to say one word at work for fear they'll be fired. They're afraid to say anything about anything. So you're now a prisoner in more fear than the, the Soviet era in America today. Yeah, okay, well, what can you do? It's just one man. One man against the world, shoveling you know what against the tide. It's very, very difficult odds here. Well, thank you very much for listening to today's podcast. I hope you've enjoyed it and you'll learn something from it. We have about 400 other episodes available for you to listen to absolutely free. You can go back into our vast library of podcasts and listen to any one of them at any time. And remember this, if you want to listen to my podcast ad-free, sign up for the Savage Premium Membership and get access to ad-free podcasts as well as some premium content from our Savage Archives. How do you sign up for those ad-free podcasts? Please visit michaelsavage.com for a link. Again, thank you for your listenership. This is Michael Savage.